short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's Word. You'll get the first month of lessons free when you visit BiblesForTheWorld.org slash book. That's BiblesForTheWorld.org slash book. Everybody is different, which means everybody should be treated differently. At the First Coast YMCA, you can find what you need to help give your body exactly what it needs. No one knows you better than you, but if you need a little extra guidance, the Y offers unlimited group exercise classes, chronic disease prevention programs, adult sports leagues, and more. We only get one us, so we might as well take care of it. Learn more and find what moves you at fcymca.org. That's fcymca.org. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkston, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. If you've never received love, how can you love others? This is Max Licato. In other words, we can't give what we've never received. But oh, how we try. Our typical strategy, try harder. I don't care how much it hurts, I'm gonna be nice to that bum. So we try, teeth clenched, jaw firm. Could it be we're missing a step? Could it be that the first step of love is not toward them, but toward him? In 1 John 4:19, the apostle writes, we love because he first loved us. Long to be more loving? Then consider how you've been forgiven. Paul said in Ephesians 4:32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. We want to, we long to, but how can we? By living loved, by following the principle, receive first, love second. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, February 2nd. I am David Gray, along with my SWAT friend and brothers, Brad Sykes, and uh, we are glad that you're with us, as always, as we come to you live on SWAT Radio from Jacksonville. If you are new to SWAT Radio or haven't listened for a while, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and we are a radio program that was born out of The SWAT Bible Studies uh, started many years ago, about a dozen years ago now, by Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are basically uh, on the radio program going through the teaching from uh, what Doug is teaching in the SWAT Bible Studies. And on Fridays, Brad, we, as we've said many times, we try to take a little different angle on the same text that you guys have looked at all week, but try to look at the text from uh, the viewpoint of a few questions, like what jumps out at us from the text, what does... The text teach us about God and about people, and how can we be different? So the so what question, right? How can we be different having been in the text? So, Amen. But first of all, how are you? Man, I'm good. Good, good to be with you. I uh, Yeah, so Fridays are a little unique. It's honestly, David, I've told you this. I've told you this off the air. I've told you this on the air. I love Fridays. Fridays are such a fun time for us. I mean, so oftentimes, obviously, and you, you do enough radio with Doug, you know, you kind of come in with the text you're working through, and you, you know, you're Doug's doing a lot of the teaching, and uh, we're kind of filling in where we can. But Fridays are really the opportunity, as has always been the vision for SWAT Radio, was to have discussion, uh, to actually begin to let that text 
work its way out in you. And uh, I don't know about you, um, I've been walking with the Lord since 1980, 81, and uh, man, I, I still have a lot of work to do. God's got a lot of work to do in me, and uh, I need brothers around me to uh, put my put my nose in the text and say, okay, to, you, to your point, so yeah. what? Okay, what yeah. are you going to do with that? How does that text change the way you live? How does it change you as a dad, as a husband? Mm. And uh, in fact, I just had the sweetest time. Uh, so uh, most of our listeners know, uh, you know, we started the uh, Northeast Florida Christian Chamber. Many people know we had uh, Dr. Al Moeller in last week to come share with the group. And there was a, a group of pastors that joined us uh, from Hibernia Baptist um, who came to the event, who came to the luncheon. And I end up meeting a guy. In fact, he's probably listening right now. Brian, I so enjoyed being with you. This is a guy, and you and I talk about our past a lot. This guy and I graduated from the same high school the same year. We didn't know each other. Didn't know each other. Wow. And he's he's on staff at Hibernia. And uh, it's just so cool. You know, and you he's been in the here same set, high school class. Same high school class, but, and, and by the way, good size class. Because if you have a good class. size class, yeah. that's what you know you would yeah, understand it, that you might not know. In fact, somebody. We, we were just talking. I think somewhere eleven or twelve hundred mm, in our graduating class. class. Yeah, I had eighty. <laughs> it's a huge class. But think about God's sovereignty, God's providence in this. Now, I've got probably two other people that were in that same class who live in Jacksonville. <clears throat> very cool mm. i don't mind saying this on the air they don't walk with the lord mm-hmm. that's all i'll say mm-hmm. uh no big deal yeah. um i'm not super close with them but from time to time i may see them or maybe they'll comment on a post or whatever this guy loves the lord he's on staff we graduated from high school together anyway we've never met uh i'm sure we you know maybe we met in high school mm-hmm. i don't don't remember he right. doesn't remember me i was easily forgetful uh <laughs> Easily forgetful also, but anyway, uh, we just sat and had coffee together for a little while, and it was just, it was just such a sweet— and, and, how, and I'm sorry, how did you meet again? He came to the to the Moeller, oh, the I gotcha. uh, okay. Christian Chamber luncheon gotcha. to hear oh. Dr. Moeller, and uh, I don't know, somehow we got connected through that. And, uh, oh, that's it just, great. I'm like, I've got this big grin on my face because I just realized, here's a guy who's lived here 17 years. I've been here 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And— uh, he loves Christ. That's uh, great. It's just so, so amazing. And I'm just And I'm sure thrilled. once you got talking, you realized you both knew a lot of the same people and remembered a lot of the same things. You know, yes and no. I don't know about you. It's been, been a long time since we were in high school. I mm-hmm. don't really keep up with anybody yeah. that yeah. I went to high school. I mean, quite frankly, uh, if it wasn't for social media, yeah. and I'm not like yeah. super into it, but I do from time to time. I made a post yesterday about yeah. my anniversary. and. Yeah. Had uh, had a lot of people comment that I went to school with, but I'm not, you yeah. know, overly close with them. Yeah, so. it's funny. I I just had a totally different experience. I I grew up in a very small town. The town had about seven thousand year round residents, and maybe twenty thousand people there in the summer because it's an ocean, you know, touristy town. Yeah, but I had I had eighty kids in my graduating 80? class. Yeah, no way. So maybe two fifty in the whole high school, and so. We and we've had a few reunions and 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 a lot of these the people that I graduated with were people that I knew starting 
in kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not like you're coming from all different parts of a big city or a big area. But I grew up with most of the people that I graduated with, a lot of them. So matter of fact, a girl I dated in high school, my senior year, who I st- you know, still see occasionally socially. <laughs> Kelly, if you're Thank listening. You, Kelly. No, Kelly uh, knows her yeah. actually very well. But we went to nursery school together. Wow. And and you know, um and several of my friends that I'm still friends with, I've I was mm. been friends with since grade school. Isn't that know? amazing? So very small class and when what so when somebody when something happens or someone dies or whatever it is, kinda everybody knows, you know, it gets out quickly. So yeah. good and bad. I you know, I, I sometimes with a small town and a small school like that, everybody knows a little too much. But uh Anyway, well, I have not, I don't know, to be proud of this or not, <clears throat> I have not been to a high school reunion yet. And uh, I think we just had our, would that be our 40th? Yeah, 40th, if not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one day, maybe my 50th, I'll go back for, but uh, <laughs> nobody would recognize yeah, me. Yeah, probably. Right. right. Well, you know, you mentioned as we started talking about, you said you walking with the Lord for a long time. And as you go on, you realize how much more work needs to be done. And I think one of it's, it's a contradiction almost or a, or a paradox, right? We mature in the Lord and we are sanctified. And part of that sanctification is realizing how much work still needs to be done on us. David, and, I'm convinced I'm convinced that the Lord is going to come back while I'm still on this earth because I have so much sanctification that has to take place in my life. <laughs> well, and, and I, I just, know God is patient, but he may return before I'm done. And just in the passage that we're looking at today, when Jesus said to the Pharisees, when they asked, you know, why does your master eat with sinners and tax collectors? And he said, I, I came for those that need a physician and, and that are sick. And, and that's really, it's, it's everyone. But, yeah. but when we yeah. belong to him and we we see his holiness hmm. and we see his mark and we're and we're genuine about our desire to live for him we see how far short yeah. we fall yeah and 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 how I don't know I could just go down a litany of the <sighs> list you know uh, how much work still needs to be done and yet and yet maybe many years ago when I wasn't as mature as of a Christian or in walking with God I I thought I was doing okay. <laughs> And, and, right. and so it's kind of a, a paradox where you grow and you get closer to him. But as you grow and get closer to him, you see how far from mm-hmm. the standard yeah. we are. Yeah. And yet, and yet, of course, his grace and love and forgiveness covers all of that. I've used this illustration a number of times. Uh, I think I've shared it here. on, And I think it's a Paul Tripp book about this, uh, this timeline of coming to Christ and at the point of uh, surrender at the point of regeneration there th- th- this line splits and it's it's a straight line at the point of regeneration two lines split off i have it in my head i'm probably not going to do a great job of illustrating this you know in a radio format but one line goes kind of at a 30 degree angle up and on that line it's the holiness of god mm. Then there's another line that comes out of that point that's 30 degree to the bottom, and that's the the the, the reality, the depravity of man, mm. and 
what's interesting is that's the timeline. So you've got this timeline. You come to this point of regeneration, and as you open the Word of God, you begin to see this chasm between you and God that I, I firmly believe we need when we're it's one of the reasons we ask the question as we're looking at the text what does this say about god what is there an attribute that you see about god and what does it say about man because in reality there's this you know massive chasm and and between those two lines is the cross yeah and at regeneration the cross is about you know this big yeah but the further down the road that you go and the more you know about God, you realize that cross is massive. Yes, that's a great one. And, uh, and you become very aware of your own depravity. Mm. I had a great opportunity today. It was Grandparents Day at uh, my grandson's school. And so we went over and when you got as many grandsons as we do, we have to go from a lot of different classrooms. <laughs> but uh, Silas, uh, one of my grandsons, Silas, is taking me around his room <clears throat> and on the wall there's this uh, fruit fruit of the spirit and uh anyway so i said oh i love this one silas and uh, so we started talking about the fruit of the spirit and you realize it, it was you know you're trying to explain to a six-year-old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh fruit of the spirit yep. that when we surrendered to christ when when we give our life to christ he gives his life to us mm. and when he comes in and dwells within us he brings with him his fruit his fruit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness self-control mm-hmm. gentleness all that stuff there's just a simple illustration to remember yes i realize my depravity but i also realize the imputed righteousness right. that we have in christ and understanding the chasm, as you put it, I like that word, the chasm between us and God as we go forward from that point of as God shows us who we are, who he is, it's not a bad thing yeah. to understand that. And, 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 I, and I don't mean that we should understand that and think about that in terms of, and we're going to talk about this later when it comes to our, our past sin and not wallowing in our sin, I'm not bringing this up to suggest that we should wallow in that sense or be or be in despair about the chasm between us and God. What it should produce in us is a greater thankfulness and a greater sense of mm. amazement which again I admit in myself sometimes I don't I don't have because I don't stop and <laughs> think enough about things but I am incredibly thankful and grateful the more I know about who God is and who I am and my total inability to close that that chasm and that Jesus had to do that. And, and so I think it's a good thing for us to understand our sinfulness and grow in our awareness of who we are and who God is, not so we can despair, but so that we can be joyful. That's exactly what it should produce in us, is a, <clears throat> just a joy and a worship and, a, quite frankly, an awe. I was actually teaching this morning out of Acts chapter 2, uh, where Peter gives the sermon. So I did that lesson last week, but this week I was looking at verses 42, 41 through 47, where after they've repented, the awe and wonder that 
takes place. I'll, I'll kind of touch on that. We come back from the yeah. break, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I know we're going to take a break. We're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. We're going to come back after the break and hope you'll join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at ilovethetruth.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be all right. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you are with us as we continue to uh, look, as Brad and Doug have done this week, at Mark chapter 2, verses uh, 12 to 22, or it might be 13 to 22. Uh, but before we get back mm-hmm. to that, mm-hmm. our buddy Jay Rogers, by the way, uh, sent sent us a text he had 27 in his graduating class at University Christian here in Jacksonville. So Jay wins the prize for the smallest class for sure. That's like the size of the class on the Waltons, I think. <laughs> okay, Jay, I'm looking at this text. And Jay, 27. Yeah, and, and Jay will appreciate the Waltons reference. I'm sure he was a Waltons fan. I, I Kelly makes fun of me because I'll still watch episodes of the Waltons they're on the Hallmark channel and I'll still watch them once in a while reminds me of my childhood I have not watched the Waltons although with you I remember watching it as a kid you know who's uh Tommy Nelson got me really into watching Andy Griffith again Jay's all Jay's a huge Andy is he really oh yeah Yeah. Jay's been to uh what is it Mount Airy there and the Jay's a actually a big uh Andy Griffith and Mayberry fan. Well, love love Andy Griffith. The other one I really love is Bonanza. You <laughs> well, know, yeah, the Cartwrights. Uh, you know, I just there's something about those guys. Michael Landon and he's, remember remember how young Michael Landon oh, yeah, was? Sure. sure. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Well, that's one. <laughs> I thing. would say my only my uh, not to one up you, Jay, but my sons would tell you their graduating class was smaller than that. Uh, they both had one in their graduating <laughs> class as a you know geeky yeah. homeschool family yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny well that's one of the great things about good or bad right it, mm-hmm. uh, with cable tv and streaming services and all these things man you can go out and find any old show i'll you know i'll still see you know what i on 
we have YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things is you can record things so easily. Right. So if I have right. to miss a game oh, that yeah. I want to see or oh, golf, yeah. one great thing about if you're playing golf on a Saturday afternoon and there's a tournament you want to see, I can just push the. And if I can do it, anybody hey, can do it. Hey, I meant to ask you, did Nellie Corda end up winning over she, the weekend? She did. She did. Okay. She did. Okay. It was an unbelie- you and I were talking it about was it. was an unbelievable Saturday. finish. Yeah, they three down with two to play. And she eagled 17, birdied 18, and then won in a playoff. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so pretty, pretty incredible. But <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you that. But anyway, we'll 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 record shows like MASH and Frasier and mm-hmm. that way it's in your library. And anytime you just want to watch an episode of MASH or Frasier, it's kind of fun. Well, so. I'm gonna share how carnal I really am. Uh, you know, in the middle of COVID well, not even the middle of COVID, early on in COVID, you know, when everything was tightened down and uh no, I didn't read my Bible all day, every day. <laughs> but we we started watching Frasier. And I had forgotten, probably like you Great and Seinfeld, show. I'd completely yeah. forgotten how funny Great that show. program yeah. was. And Very I know Doug's probably listening going, guys, move yeah. on. Yeah, And off, you're right. Get we, off we absolutely do need to move on. <laughs> hey, by the Great way, show. I just m- mentioned this. I told Doug I, I probably haven't done a great job and kind of talking about SWAT radio. If, if you're new to SWAT, as, as, as David said earlier, it stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And, uh, you know, our our mission is rooted in the biblical understanding that the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Paul exhorts the believers to demolish arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god by the way david are there any lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of god i think we see that once in a while paul says taking every thought captive to obey christ remind me on the break i want to talk to you about that (laughs) swat radio we, we believe that god's word is our authority and our greatest weapon we believe that prayer is the battlefield we believe that discipleship is vital to our victory we believe that evangelism is a call for those who have been commissioned we believe that community is not just a once a week gathering it is it is the the ironing sharpening iron i was at uh, this morning at the jacksonville business fellowship teaching from um, acts chapter two and we're looking at this the early church mm-hmm. the church you know it's passover going on this is the only church there is and it 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 simply talks about they were devoted they were devoted to the apostles teaching they were devoted to fellowship they were devoted to the breaking of bread and they were devoted to prayer Mm. i was thinking how simple is that yeah and you know in the world we're living in it's like we feel like we have to go and reach out to the culture and bring that into the church this is a very ordinary church. And I was emphasizing the fact that we are very ordinary people with an ordinary message. Mm-hmm. I think of First Peter 2, 9, where he says, you're, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and in the light. And just think about, we're just ordinary guys sitting here on the radio talking about an absolutely amazing God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that you say that. And I, and I say this, I hope it comes across as genuine because it is. <laughs> One of the things that I pray before we start is the words of John the Baptist when he said about, he said, I must decrease and he must increase. And I, I have that on my mind and on my heart a lot that it, it, 
when we are in here and we're talking and we're going through the text, I hope that, as Doug likes to say, God is being put on display and yeah. that he is increasing and that we're decreasing and we're just, like you said, a couple of servants <laughs> who he's given us the privilege and he's given any believer the privilege of serving in his kingdom. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I hope that, you know, that's what comes across and that's our intent. I know I speak for you in that as well. And Doug, that our intent is that God would increase and God would be put on display and Jesus would be proclaimed and that we would just be, you know, messengers. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful. I can say this, even though I'd say if Doug were sitting there, I'd say the same thing. You know, my initial introduction to doing radio with Doug was, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of did it more out of a, I'll do it for a little while. And we'll get it, get it going. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, David, I'm so thankful that Doug invited me to come do this with him. Yeah. Um, and I know you feel the same way mm. because I've grown mm. a, as a follower of Christ. Mm. We were talking about it earlier, just that the progressive sanctification as we position ourselves around other brothers, if you're a woman out there, you, you get around other sisters in Christ. We we are, um, I don't want to say the result, we are bearing the fruit of the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the men of God that have surrounded me. Mm. But the other thing is, Doug inviting me to be a part of, you know, whether it's SWAT Radio or the SWAT Bible Studies, whether it's teaching or just discipling men, is that, you know, had he not invited me, I don't know what I'd be doing. All right. Now, I'm sure I'd be, do, be doing something, but so oftentimes church is a spectator event where people just come and they just consume or spectate or watch or listen. God wants us to be in. He mm. wants us. To, and what does it mean to be all in? Mm. Use your gifts. Get right. in there. Doesn't You know, and, and you may go, well, I'm not gifted there. Start. Do something. Yep. You know, I, I tell that story about my brother-in-law inviting me. I would say inviting me would be a, a generous word. He told me, you're going to teach next yeah. week. Yeah. This was 35 years yeah. ago, and I'm so thankful he did. Well, a big part of what we've talked about over the summer and, and as we've got into Mark, right, are, are false or incomplete versions of the gospel. And one of those is the consumer gospel, this idea that all you really need to do is check the box that you went to church on Sunday. And then that's it. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought that's what you do. You go mm -hmm. on Sunday and that and that counts, right? That God gives you credit for that. I think I thought like that. That That's, you know, how you kind of get credit and God is happy with that. And, you know, and, and we're there primarily, you know, to worship, but, but to be equipped and to be fueled up for the week to, to, to get involved and to serve, right? And, and to your point, um, there's just too much of, I, I'm going to go and, and see if this is any good, <laughs> see how the pastor does today, see if the message means anything to me. And, you know, I hope we uh, sing this song and not that song and, and, uh, and, and then I'll go and that's it. And, and boy, that's, you go back to what you said about the description of the church in Acts chapter two, and that is full involvement with each other and with the culture, you know, to influence the culture, not to be influenced by the culture, yeah. but yeah. to influence the culture. And, uh, anyway, well, that's, that's exactly uh, just talking about, Oh, I know, I know what it was. I was going to 
sitting here getting all my notes out together. Uh, but I was thinking about uh, in Acts chapter 2, it says uh, in verse 46, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with a glad and generous heart. Uh, their, their attitude was all in wonder, all in wonder. And you think about, well, look at what they've seen in the first church. In, the, in this early in the church is this mighty rushing wind. These, these, these people are speaking foreign languages, some pretty awe and wondering issues, but he's not actually talking about that because he says he talks about the awe and wonder as seen through the, through the apostles. Mm. So what's going on? Well, they, I don't know, maybe they were casting out demons. Maybe they were healing the sick. But could there not be a greater awe and wonder than to see 3,000 people converted in one sitting? Right. Talk about building your mega church right. quickly. Right. That would do it. But the, the fact of the matter is, that early church, they were very ordinary people. Mm-hmm. We're very ordinary people. Absolutely. That God has invited us into, mm-hmm. he's invited us to co-labor in the gospel. Yeah. And it's just, to make, it, I tell you, David, there's times where I'm just like, no way. Right. We get to do this? Right. It's cool. Yeah. And, 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 and the way to get that on wonder, though, is you've got to stay close to him. Because otherwise, it becomes it can become dutiful mm-hmm. or it can become rote or it can become ritual. And, and God says he doesn't want ritual and a heart that's far from him. He wants a broken spirit, a contrite heart, and he wants mercy and compassion. Those are the sacrifices that are acceptable to him. And mm-hmm. I know if I'm, if I'm not remaining close to him, right? What did Jesus say? He's the vine, we're the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Well, part of that nothing is the way we experience joy and awe and wonder. If if we don't stay close, we won't experience those things. Mm. It will become, our human nature will kick in and it will become duty. Yeah. It will become obligation. It will become I want credit for this, right? It Amen. will become resentment. But when we understand by staying close and he gives us understanding and he gives us himself, himself most of all, then we can keep that sense of, and I'm not saying, you know, you're doing cartwheels every day and you always feel it emotionally, but deep down, you know, and you know what the truth is and you have that sense of, of appreciation and wonder. So... We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news. Give us a call if you have any questions or comments, or if you have a class graduation size, less than 27 (laughs) of Jay Rogers. Uh, The number is 844-777-7928, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. SRN News. I'm John Scott. The nation's employers delivered a surprising burst of hiring to begin 2024. The Labor Department says 353,000 jobs were added in January. It's the latest sign of the economy's continuing ability to shrug off the highest interest rates in two decades. The report showed last month's job gain topped the 333,000 that were added in December. The unemployment rate stayed at 3.7%, just off a half-century low. Correspondent Jeremy House, the latest gains far exceeded expectations and showcased employers' willingness to keep hiring to meet a steady consumer spending spree. Also at SRNews.com, 
The first of back-to-back atmospheric rivers is drenching California. Captain Jake Heflin, who's the PIO for the Long Beach Fire Department, told ABC7 Los Angeles it will take some time for the flooding to recede. When this system subsides and this system passes, we're going to have about 48 hours that people, if they're experiencing issues today, potentially are going to experience significant issues over the next week. So we want people to take this seriously. Forecasters say this storm will be followed by an even more powerful one arriving late Saturday night. Correspondent Rita Foley reports Tesla is recalling nearly all of its vehicles sold in the U.S. Here's the problem, says the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The font on some warning lights on the instrument panel is too small. That can make critical information hard to read and increase the risk of a crash, though Tesla says it has no reports of any crashes or injuries. Tesla has already started releasing a software update, and affected owners will be notified by letter starting March 30th. Correspondent Rita Foley, the hot jobs report. As Wall Street moving higher, the Dow is up 122 points. The S&P 500 adding 50. This is SRN News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-95 southbound before Emerson Street. Also, there's a broken-down vehicle on I-95 northbound before the south end of the Fuller Warren Bridge, blocking one center lane. And there's some roadway debris on I-95 southbound at Lem Turner Road. Mostly clear tonight, low 44. Saturday, sunny and breezy, high 69. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you're with us here on Friday, February 2nd into a new month, man. January just flew by. Uh, and we are looking at the Gospel of Mark. We are in Chapter 2. And, uh, Brad, why don't I, right off the bat here, just read the text yeah. for us, and uh, we can get into that. Um, it's Mark Chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. Uh, have you guys been including 12 in that? But 12 is the end of the previous section where Jesus heals the man who's lowered through the roof right yeah so, i mean i think we we may have covered 12 but i think yeah, starting yeah we'll 13, start with 13 so, so this is the calling of 
of Matthew, who was known as Levi initially, and then uh, some questions about from the Pharisees about fasting. So let me read this. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And people came and said to him, Why did John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. May God bless the reading of his word, and this is the very word of God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so as is standard for us on Fridays, we... And you mentioned this earlier. We begin by reading the text. What we call, I call it the three-thirds method. It's it is looking back, looking up, looking forward. And part of the the looking up is we look at the text that we're we're studying. We ask the question: What does it say about God? What what stands out to you in this text? What does it say about God? What does it say about man? How does this change the way you walk out of here today? If you're tuned in to SWAT radio today, or maybe you're listening to this on a podcast, when you open the word of God, what are you doing with it? I don't know about you, David. I I'm, I'm, would assume you have been this way before. And I've, I've been this way where I have disciplined myself to read through the Bible in a year. And, and that's a great discipline by the way. And if you're doing that, Praise God. That's fantastic. But I found myself when I was doing that was it was simply a discipline. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowing that word to really challenge me, convict me, convert me, mm -hmm. conform me, correct me. You know, Paul, Paul says to Timothy, all scriptures inspired by God. And I love this. It's profitable. Listen, as a business guy, I run businesses for a profit, right? If you're going to open the word of God, let it have a profit in mm -hmm. you. Don't let it just be something you checked the box on. Right. So, right. And these questions, I hope the, the one of the original reasons we decided to do this on Fridays was to hopefully help people look at, you can use these questions in your own study, but also as you're discipling someone else, it's a great way to say, okay, let's read this text. Let's make some notes on these questions separately as we, as we read separately. And then when we come together, let's talk about the answers. There are the notes that we made to the, to these questions. And so it's a great, 
structural way to, to, to get to what you're talking about, and that is to let it get into you yeah. and think about it. And like you said, so much of why we did this was to not to, this isn't a program. <laughs> uh, programs kind of make me a little unsettled sometimes because we've got a program for everything in the church. And, uh, and I'm not knocking that, but this is not a program. This is a, we have been commissioned to do this. I, uh, we have a kind of a small group table time at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship. One of the guys this morning said, um, because one of the questions I gave them was, if if we've been commissioned to go make disciples, who who are you discipling? Mm. And uh, he said, well, what what does it what does it mean to make a disciple? I said, well, disciple means learner. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. Well, that clearly tells me that I'm supposed to teach what he has commanded. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was talking about, I don't usually take a Bible with me when I go disciple somebody. And I said, well, um, I think you should. Mm. If the command is to go make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded, all that he commanded is what we have in front of us, yeah. the, the very words of God. Yeah. Now, I, I get the point. Maybe you don't lug your Bible, your big Bible or something, but you you better be talking about the commandments of God. Yeah. And and then ultimately, it's not just instruction. It's not just head knowledge. Right. It's head to heart to hands. Yeah. It's got to get through you and have an impact in your life. And when we talk about disciple making, and and you can comment on this, I'd be interested. We're not necessarily, we're not talking about necessarily evangelism. We're talking about often taking someone who is a believer, but who is, you're further along maybe in your walk than they are. Amen. Whether they're the same age as you or older or younger, it, it probably is about where they are in their spiritual walk. And, you know, and so it's, you know, I have a friend who we have very different backgrounds. He actually has a Catholic background and we've known each other through a series of circumstances for a while. And what we try to do, although we haven't talked for a little bit, but is we'll try to talk on the phone once a week. And we've gone through some of the shorter books in the New Testament. We'll say, okay, well, let's read. You know, let's read First John, Second John, Third John. Let's read First and Second Peter, and we'll just read it separately. And then when we talk on the phone for a half hour, forty-five minutes, we just kind of go through some questions like this. And and I hope that what I'm doing there is discipling, yeah. right? And 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 I'm obviously occasionally learning things from him as mm-hmm. well. But I think my background in the scriptures is probably a little different than his. And I think he admittedly is, he says he's learning things that he never learned in yeah. the scriptures. And so it doesn't have to be this big, and that and that almost, there's no accidents with God, but that just kind of happened out of our relationship and our friendship. And that's why relationships are so important and, and us being willing to suggest something like that. And I don't even remember if I suggested it or he did or, but we became close enough and we, and, and we, you know, I knew he was interested to where that's what came out of it. And so it can be as, as simple as that, Yeah. you know, anyway. <clears throat> so what jumped out at you about this? Passage? Well, first of all, <laughs> that is, that is iron sharpening iron. Yeah. We are commanded to do that as iron sharpens iron. So one man right. sharpens another, you sharpen me, I sharpen you, Doug sharpens, you know what I mean? Some, mm-hmm. some, some men are going to have a, a wider right. uh, influence or impact. 
uh, others are going to have a very deep impact yeah. in certain specific lives. Right. And I'm, I've had both of those, both in my life and both out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm incredibly thankful yeah. for that. Yep. So one of the things, and I talked about this in the first segment or maybe the second segment, is how thankful I am that Doug invited me into SWAT, you know, just the SWAT community. So we always want to invite people into the SWAT community, uh, not just to hear us on the radio, but to come actually in person to one of our Bible studies. All that to say, I was actually out two weeks in a row and wasn't live for this teaching that Doug did from this particular text. However, in our conversations here on and off the air, what impacted me significantly was that the this Levi, Matthew, tax collector, and that Levi means attached. attached right. And Matthew means gift of God. Mm. You know, we, we, we can immediately look at Levi and go, well, he was attached. <laughs> he was attached to that booth. But he was attached in more than just the booth. He was in, attached to the booth because the booth provided financially for him. In fact, quite lucratively, right. likely. Right. And it was just, it was like looking in a mirror. We know James tells us that we, when we open this, we're looking at a mirror. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've heard it say it's a mirror in a window. But it, it was a mirror for me because I've realized that there are still some things in my little booth that I'm very attached to. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus calls him with a word to follow him. And Levi unattaches. He... He unhitches yeah. from that booth yeah. to follow Jesus. And the fact that he could is the gift of God, which is what his name means, which is what Matthew means. It's the gift of God for all of us yes. when we follow. Yeah. Because we can't follow on our own. That's we right. can't do it on our own. He has to do it. And so that's that's the gift of God. And isn't it great that for Matthew, that's the, the meaning of his name. But that's, yeah, I think we can all relate to having those attachments and uh, things we like to turn to. So other than God. Anyway, we're going to come back after our last break here on SWAT Radio, continue talking about this text. If you want to give us a call, we'd happy to be happy to take it at 844-777-7928. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. 
They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Arlington at 91.7. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray and Brad Sykes as we end the week here on the program and come to our last segment um, here in Mark chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. And and Brad, before the break, you were talking about how it jumps out at you about about Matthew, about his names, Levi and then Matthew and what they mean and how he immediately left what he was doing to follow Jesus. And again, I, I wonder, you know, we talked about like when Jesus called the first disciples, uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, and they left their boats. And we talked about the fact that, yeah, they, it says they immediately left and followed him, but they would have known Jesus for a period mm-hmm. of months or a period of time. And they, and you wonder, was it similar with Matthew? Did he, did he know anything about Jesus? He must have known about him. But it almost seems like in this situation, it's a more immediate because Andrew was a follower of John the Baptist and, and, but, but Matthew up until this point was a tax collector. And so it seems like it was a more immediate, I'm, I'm this way, I'm, I'm, you know, being dishonest with my own people. And and now I'm going to not going to do that anymore. And I'm going to leave. And, and on a, on a personal note as well, Doug talks a lot. You've heard him talk about when he talks about the trips to Israel and about how when you've been there and then you read certain scriptures, you, you think of the scriptures or you understand them in a different way. And, and when I read this passage, I, there's a picture that, that Kelly and I have, and I think Doug's actually in it where we're standing right on the shore of the sea of Galilee at Capernaum. And this is where, you know, and, and Doug's like, okay, right in this area probably is where Matthew would have had yeah. his booth. Yep. Because he's getting, I remember the, that. He's getting yep. the, the, the merchants as they're coming mm-hmm. off the ships and he's collecting. And it was crazy just to stand there and say, this is probably where he called Matthew it, it, within this small radius. And so to read this again and to remember to, to think, okay, it was right there where Matthew had been all this time sitting and waiting to collect money and waiting to make himself rich in that very spot is where Jesus took him away from that. And well, what, what really kind of, and there's a lot in this text. I mean, we covered a lot of ground here from new wine skins and old wine skins, new wine, old wine, and the, you know, the, the fasting and all that stuff. And boy, we could just do a complete study on those. But what, what it says about God in this text, God's not waiting 
for Levi to get his act together. Correct. He's not waiting for Levi to finally like wake up. God woke him up when he said, follow me. Jesus woke him up when he said, follow me. And in a, in a, in a word, he calls him. And that call is instantaneously. Yeah. His response is immediate. And not only did he follow him, he immediately invited others mm-hmm. to come meet this guy. It's that term used in theological circles, right? It's an effectual calling. Yeah. When God calls you, when Jesus calls you, you will respond. Yeah. If, if you belong to him and he is choosing you and calling you, you will respond. And, 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 and again, to, to show that it's all of God and none of us, you know, we would never turn to him on our own. Yeah. Amen. And And um, I know we've had, in fact, we were talking about this early in the week. Um, I know there's, there's, I've got dear friends of mine who don't really believe what I believe mm -hmm. about the the sovereignty of God, the predestination, you know, throw up the names of Calvinism, whatever. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. really like that. And I, I, I can totally accept mm-hmm. how you may see it one way mm-hmm. and how others might see it another way. And the, the, I can't explain it. I, I genuinely cannot. I think this is one of those mysteries yeah. that as many scriptures that speak about, you know, as for me and my house, we will choose mm-hmm. get totally that, mm-hmm. that God desires that all would come to Christ. Okay, well, does God get his desires? Well, we have to understand that text. So I'm not – this is not a – argument this is not a debate Mm -hmm. i get how people can come to those conclusions yep Uh, i talked about earlier in the week how i love how tommy puts it tommy nelson says because doesn't believe in free will now i know we could argue free will when it comes to salvation he you he uses the term a freed will i think about the time and just this week i've had the opportunity twice to share my testimony and uh, I still remember that night like it was yesterday, mm. uh, that I do believe, understanding that, that God gave me ears to hear. Absolutely. He gave me eyes to see. He gave. He prepared my heart to hear and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. Had he not prepared my ears, prepared my eyes, prepared my mind, and prepared my heart, I don't believe yeah. I'd be saved. We, we have a responsibility, as we've talked about many times in SWAT and on the on Bible study and on the program, to respond to the gospel. To res- People are responsible to respond to mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. But what causes that positive response? Yeah. It's what you just said. It's God opening our eyes, regenerating our heart, allowing us to believe. Yeah. Even the faith, Scripture says, is not. That's right. It's not from us. And the reason, and I think sometimes, I know I've talked to people about this, and I think sometimes people might have the attitude of, well, what's the difference as long as you believe? Right. And I and I think that the reason it's important, and again, I'm not trying to start an argument either or get into all this, but the reason that it's important to look at what Scripture says about the sovereignty of God is so that we don't have this i don't know i think a level of pride or god owes me if we think somehow we did this on our own yeah, we figured it out right we figured it out we weighed all the evidence and we decided i'm going to accept jesus on our own if we think that then there's then what can creep in in my view 
is that, well, he owes me. After all, I mm -hmm. chose him. So he owes me. And boy, I chose him. And yet he let this bad thing happen in my life. Versus going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the program today. When we start to understand our chasm from God mm. and our level of depravity, then we start to understand it, it's all of him and what he did for us. Well, the, the, that chasm, the flip side of that is worship. And so my view on the sovereignty of God in election, in predestination, in choosing us mm. causes me to go, I bring nothing yeah, right, right. to to the table. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. The only thing I bring to the table is my sin. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And God awakened me just as he did Matthew. And I can tell you, for me, going forward after this week, kind of the, so what? How does this change um, the way you live your life? I can't help but think about Matthew. Can you imagine the conversations? How did he get these tax collectors into his house? Mm. Uh, this is kind of, maybe yeah. I'm projecting here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little liberty here. Yeah. Hey, David. How was work today? Hey, you want to come over tonight? You know that guy, Jesus, who's been walking around here? You're never going to believe this. Mm. This guy called me to himself. He wants me. The I mean, these people hate us. Yeah. Think Zacchaeus, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, same thing. This yep. guy called me. Yeah. Hey, you want to come over and meet him? Yeah. Yeah. And and that brings us to that, to that question that I love. Well... I love this passage for this question that Pharisees asking the disciples, why does your master eat with sinners and tax collectors? Well, the, the question can be phrased this way. Every, well, it can be understood this way. We're all the same exactly. as the sinners and tax collectors, mm -hmm. as were the Pharisees. Yeah. But they didn't see themselves that way. Right. And, and so one of the things that jumps out at me, and again, what does it teach us about God? It's just what Jesus said. He came for sinners. And as believers in his kingdom and servers in his kingdom, somehow with him working through us, we have to project that same message that God is for sinners and wants to save sinners because too often what does the culture do and the world system do, and we know who's behind the world system, that message is twisted. No, Christians hate, quote unquote, sinners. Christians condemn sinners, Christians judge sinners, and no, the, 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 if we are living as the Bible teaches, we are not to condone sin or affirm sin, but we are to love sinners, and one way we love them is by letting them know who, who God is mm -hmm. <laughs> and who we are right. and what our condition is, right. all of us. Right. Not just someone who does this. Well, I don't do that. Well, therefore, I'm not as bad as you. Well, yes, I am because I'm a sinner. Yeah. And any of us who are sinners, all of us are sinners and separated from God. Yeah. And and so you see how that all gets twisted. Satan, I think, twists that. Oh, Christians, Christians are so exclusive and they're so hateful and judgmental. And Christians are the racist. Christians are the homophobes. Christians are the, you know, Fill in the blank mm -hmm. when in fact what's jesus doing here yeah yeah he's eating with tax collectors and sinners and was there anything in that day in that culture more intimate than eating yeah. than having a meal 
that was a sign of I'm going to I'm going to I want to know you, mm. right? Mm. I'm going to be close with you. Yeah. And who are we in this story? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? The prodigal son parable jumps in here too. Mm. That the Pharisees are the older prodigal son. Yeah, right. They can't imagine why the father would the yeah. father is interacting with these reprobates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, we're good. They're not, right? <laughs> and so we I think to answer your question, 